Seth Curry behind the back. Drives down a lane and misses the jam. Oh, he missed it. And Harden the rebound. Warriors have to foul. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hoops and Cards for basketball collectors, investors, and whatever else we are. (laughs) I'm Gary, your host, and yeah, boy, the NBA preseason. I'm ready for that to be done. Did you see the Charlotte Hornets scored 57 points? Half these teams aren't even playing their starters. I don't know what to make of any of it, but I know I am ready for Tuesday. And so today's episode, we get the chance to hear from Samantha. That's right, a woman. You guys got to remember, there are lots of women collectors, investors, and leaders out there, and there's just a growing passion, a growing community of them at Women of the Hobby. So Samantha, who started this whole thing on Instagram, YouTube, and podcasting at Women of the Hobby, she's going to join us and talk about a girl's perspective, the ladies, the women, and uh, also just share some of her advice for you as a, an investor going into another uncertain year, a collector maybe looking for your favorite players. So I'm, I'm excited that we got her on our show and uh, what she's doing for the hobby I think is tremendous. Uh, hoops and Cards, we have about 4% of our listeners are female, but I believe 100% of us will benefit from this episode. So let's get after it. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, I get to uh, record some of this while I'm driving, and I, you know, just three or four days before the NBA season starts, I appreciate getting messages, email questions from uh, several of you in the last couple of days about different players that uh, you like, or you're asking my opinions on them, and it kind of reminded me. About middle of August, we did four episodes in a row. I think it was August 17th to to 20th. Top, really a countdown of the top 10 buys in each conference. And I don't know that I would change much of what I said there. Unless one of those guys is hurt and I just can't think of it right now. But I, yeah, I, I, as much as I, we talk about prospects and speculating and Nikhil Alexander-Walker and guys that may be getting a a new opportunity. I I do think that's important to think breakouts. And at the same time, I I just... There are players like John Morant, Luka Doncic, Trey Young, uh, Zion Williamson, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, guys that I just... I know, as long as they stay healthy, their, their legend will continue to grow. And their cards are still... Some of them are are back up, you know, increasing in value again, and maybe it's not buying time. And and some of them you can get awesome deals on still. So I just want to clarify when we talk about prospects and rookies, that is fun. And I do want some percentage of my cards money to go for those because it is fun when you can project and guess and when you're right it's great and when you're not well that's just part of life part of learning you know and it happens who knows what 
other player from the Charlotte Hornets other than LaMelo is going to have a big year. And if, if that will impact their cards at all. I don't know. Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, really not sure. Terry Rozier, they might play great, but will their card values go up? I don't, I mean, I can't, you know, can't say for sure, but I, but I can feel more certain or more likely that Trey Young cards are going to do well. Luka Doncic cards are down and they're going to do well. John Morant cards are going to do well. Donovan Mitchell cards are going to do well. Jason, I like, you get what I'm saying. Especially if you get the right cards, meaning are they great quality centered? Did you get a good deal on them? Are they gradable or already graded? So I guess there's that. Like, as I go into the season, that's the part I'm excited to watch. That every time you hear me talk about Nikhil Alexander-Walker, just know that I've put, I put more emphasis in this show and in my own collecting into guys like LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, and uh, John Morant, and Luka, and Trey Young. <laughs> so... Um, and at the same time, yeah, Kevin Porter Jr. and Darius Garland and Jaron Jackson, I've, I've bought a bunch of them cheap, and I hope this is breakout time. I don't know, right? I don't know. I do learn a lot, and I'm sure you guys do too, about actually going to card stores if there's one near you or going to a card show and just, like, there are times when I enjoy talking with people and asking questions. I might do some of that this week. But then there's also time when I just like listening to other people, other people talk and like, man, I wish I could record this, this argument or this guy's laughter, uh, or this guy's take on cards. Cause it's crazy and, or it's just fun to listen to. So I'm going to be doing some of that. I probably should ask people before I hit record on my phone, right. And start recording things they say without them knowing, but I want you to notice something with today's episode Maybe when you're at the card show or the shop, um, don't assume that this is a hobby for just guys. It never has been, never should be. And our, our lives are all so much better because of the women in our lives. I want to shout out to my mom, my wife, and my daughters and mother-in-law. Like our, our lives are made so much better, but that, that also goes for the hobby. And so for real, this episode, I have been... Yeah, eager, impressed, just grateful to connect with uh, the podcast, Women of the Hobby. And they've been around for six months or so, and you can scroll through their previous episodes and see which ones might interest you, what occasions they talk about. They went to the National and interviewed and met with a lot of women there. They also went to a Dallas card show and just have a lot of smart takes and insight that I think we would all benefit from, number one. And number two, again, a lot of our listeners are women. So that's great. And we're so glad you're with us. With uh, this podcast, Women of the Hobby, they have about 45% of their listeners are women and 55% are men. So great balance. And uh, yeah, that's my intro. Like I said, we're, we're excited to have Samantha on. Uh, hoops and cards. Well, friends at Hoops and Cards, I am so excited today to have with us Samantha from Women of the Hobby. Samantha, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm glad to to be a guest here and, and to finally make it on. So I'm excited. 
Awesome. Well, we are excited to have you and excited to hear about your journey as a collector, investor, sports fan, all the things. But I, I think you guys, your site, WATH or Women of the Hobby has jumped out at me both on Instagram and then listening to your podcast. I just love what you're doing. So wanted to make sure we got you on the on the Hoops and Cards podcast. And anyhow, thanks for joining us. I, I don't know where to start because I got so many, so many questions. Um, but one would be maybe if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into sports cards and then also into the the podcast world, that whole content creator thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, they are kind of two worlds, but two worlds within one uh, type of thing. So yeah, I initially, um, I would say kind of my first thing of getting into sports cards is I've always been a sports fan first. So I grew up a Carolina Panthers fan going up to all the games. Uh, my, my parents had season tickets, so huge football fan. Um, so that's really kind of my first love is sports. Uh, and then probably sports cards would be second. So um that's kind of why I think I was first attracted to it. So I was, you know, at home, I graduated in May, 2020 from university of South Carolina at home with my parents before I started my job in August. Um, and this also seemed to be the time when everyone else was getting back into the hobby, which I didn't <laughs> realize at the time, but, um, yeah, I was just at home kind of like everyone else was going, everyone I feel like was doing closet cleanouts, going through old things. So, uh, just kind of stumbled upon some old cards that I had. And really just from there, it kind of took off. Uh, there were Sports Illustrated uh, for kids cards that I was... Nice, like the I whole went, I went, cutouts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So when I was a kid, like, again, like I said, I love sports. So I got the SI for kids magazines. And yeah, I would get the cards. I, I, I think I had like the year like 2000 and eight so 2007 2008 that was about the year that I had and of course I wanted to like look through and see you know do I have anything valuable here but uh really not too much so that was kind of disappointing (laughs) but um it was it was so after that I kind of just like went through the progression of the next step was you know going to Walmart uh at the time I didn't even know really where the where the sports cards were in Walmart. I called my dad and I was like, where are they? He's like, oh, they're normally by the checkout counter. I was like, okay, that's good to know. Um, So went through that. And then I went to my first show, honestly, probably like a month later. It was during COVID, but it was in South Carolina. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was what it was. And I went, yeah, it it was in South Carolina. So, I mean, I mean, masks were still, I guess, recommended and, and whatnot. Um, so I went and it was pretty fun. Uh, so I spent like only like a hundred dollars, but that was when like, I guess also at the time I didn't know that much, like base prism was just like out the roof. Everyone was, was after that. But, uh, so from there it just kind of progressed on and on, but kind of throughout, throughout just going to different shows over the time. And eventually I moved to Atlanta, went to some card shops and things there. But, uh, I guess my presence online, like I was mainly on Twitter and mm-hmm. a little bit on Instagram. And I kept realizing, yeah, a lot of people, like if I was trying to sell something or like looking to buy something, yeah, they would always message and just say, yeah, bro, like, you know, man, just like other like male terms, which, which was okay. I mean, I, I did have she, her in the bio, if anyone cared to look, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too sure anyone did. So, and then I think it was almost like, sometimes they would look and they'd be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't know. 
It's like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. But I just felt like, you know, there are other women out there who probably feel like have had these interactions and may also just want to connect and and have like a group of women uh, collecting just because I think by that time I'd realized it was very heavily male dominated, which is fine. I mean, I grew up a sports fan, which in general is like skewed towards males. So um, I, I, I was like fine, but I just kind of wanted to create this community where I felt like women could go and just feel like, you know, I'm surrounded by other women who also collect. And so that was kind of the whole thing behind women of the hobby, uh, just kind of creating that community and just hearing from other collectors, um, investors or, or other dealers as well. Uh, like female dealers. So that's really, that was kind of long, but that that's, uh, that's the story behind it all. <laughs> I don't know. That was great. I remember like the first time I saw your, your logo and, and that you guys were out there is women of the hobby. That is so cool. And, and so if I read it right, you're a lot of your episodes, you're, you're giving the the space and featuring different women and whether it's a collector investor just for fun or a business like, I'd love to hear how that adventure has been in, in getting this going. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you hit the, the nail on the head. That's really been the main goal is, you know, initially, like, um, I wasn't even going to do, like, the weekly episodes, like, uh, with Hannah, like, on the market or anything like that. I would say those are more skewed towards, like, market and, and different things going on, kind of. Um I was more so just kind of focusing it off of, like, the other people, like, women of the hobby, uh, really came from like humans of New York. Uh, I'm not. That's like the play on what I was trying to do. So it's more so just featuring the other people. Um, so that's what initially I was trying to do, and and yeah, meeting all these other women, which as you said, has been honestly global because yeah, I've met um, people from like Australia, um, you know, Canada, so other countries as well, which is which is amazing and. Yeah, it's been fun to to reach out to people and say like, hey, are you interested? I don't think I've really had like hardly anyone say no. Like everyone's been more than happy to come on and just kind of talk about nice. talk about things. And yeah, I just try and keep it low pressure, just saying, you know, just we can talk about really whatever you want to talk about. I mean, I think they know kind of the baseline questions that I may ask, but whatever we kind of venture into is what we end up talking about. So yeah, it's been awesome just to kind of make those connections and especially um, at the national actually meeting a lot of those people in person too. So that was super fun. Yeah. I need to listen to those episodes too <laughs> at a national, like a live one. And yeah. Then, yeah. And- I had a couple yeah. people there. Yeah. Pre-planned um, to just kind of talk about their experience there and, yeah, that was fun. And then there's also, um, at the time I didn't know when I created the Instagram page there, were, but there was a, a Facebook group for women in sports cards. Um, it's, it was like admin by, uh, Sarah Layton of Layton sports cards. Nice. Um, yeah. so yeah, like that's grown as well, which has been awesome. So we kind of, there was an organized meetup through that. And so, yeah, it's been really good. If you're speaking to a, a mostly, in this case, a mostly male audience, what are some things that maybe we're clueless about that we don't realize? Like you said, like, like don't necessarily assume that we can call you bro. Like, that's <laughs> obvious, right? But maybe right. there's other you guys have bonded around that you're like, finally, I can let my hair down with this group and not feel like somebody's little sister. You know, it's, these are my cards and it's my, my right. thing. Right. Yeah. No, honestly, like, 
the little sister is so funny. I was at a card show in Atlanta and I was around with like some guys that I knew from school who were there and I was just hanging out. And this guy, like, I don't think he knew that I heard him, but he was talking to like a guy right next to me though. And was like, is she your sister? And he was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> like what? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just kind of, I think mainly it is just like how you address the audience. Um, I know, uh, like I, I kind of mentioned, but uh, Neo Cards and Comics, he has now started to say, like, he'll always say guys and girls. And someone actually left a comment on his video of female and said, you know, I feel like really like I'm so happy to hear that you address everyone. And it's not just like for guys like uh, and Neo sent me that comment. And it was like, you've taught me well, blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, it really is just kind of how like you're addressing it and just knowing like there there could be women there. I know sometimes guys tend to say things when they don't think women are there. Uh, so just, just those types of things, I think is just making sure that you, you, you're aware of the audience because yeah, I think, I think a lot of people now maybe have realized like, okay, it's not just males here. And I think another thing too, is like, maybe even sometimes there's a lot of kind of profanity, like in some of the breaking and it's like, kids might be watching this too. Um, yeah. Like card collector too. He's always like, doesn't want to show like the the fleer of like the the whatever and then he like never likes to cuss he's like you never know there's kids watching so I just think you know keeping it as like you always want to have your audience be as big as possible and so I think when you do those things you're kind of lowering your potential of your audience so uh, that's really the main thing Attention girls and guys, you probably heard the news. We've launched a new platform, Hoops Plus. We've been doing the Hoops and Cards podcast for about six and a half months for collectors and investors of basketball cards. We're going to continue doing that. That's all free. That's all going to be great as we start the new NBA season. But some of you, you want more. You want to talk more. You want to hear more about basketball cards, opportunities in the market, ideas for planning out your collection or taking care of that. So this is a bit more content, more episodes, the chance to be a part of a Facebook group that's closed and people we can trust talking about basketball cards and our ideas and also for sure prizes that we're getting donated from other leaders in the hobby. So I'd love for you to join Hoops Plus. Please take the plunge as we begin the new NBA season. Again, it will be more than worth it, I promise you. And to do so, there's notes Along with this episode, the show notes have the link, or you can just go yourself to anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards and click subscribe and they'll get you set up. Love to have you join the team and grateful for your support. I would love Samantha to hear any advice for, especially people, uh, like you said, that maybe they started collecting and investing during the pandemic when it seemed like hey, uh, anything I buy is probably going to go up. <laughs> like there, there was a lot of people that came into the hobby or that, that started doing more with it because it was so profitable for, you know, more than a year. But now here we are, you know, most of my listeners, our listeners are basketball fans, hoping that we'll get another bump in, in you know, values and prices with this NBA season starting. But I don't know, uh, you know, I, yeah. I'd be curious, like what, 
what things do you find are like hopeful opportunities right now for investors or collectors? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was crazy. Like that was a wild time. Like last, last year, like about this time, or even maybe like September of last year, August, the summer, it was, it was crazy. And then it was even crazy in February of this year when that big run up and like LeBron tops Chrome were like 40 grand. And I was like, what is happening? Like that was, that was crazy. But, um, in terms of this year, yeah, I just think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people got in honestly around when I did. And I think I've learned so much over the past year. And as I kind of said earlier, you know, like when I first got in, like people were all after base. And I think even myself, like I was buying base and I, I didn't really know any better, but I think now people are just becoming smarter in what they buy and recognizing like it's better to go after likely a, a rarer card. Um, you know, I think a lot of people sometimes now have that mindset of how hard is it going to be for me to like replace, replace the card that I'm trying to get rid of. Like, I think that's a mindset people try and have too, is they're definitely trying to move into like the low pop and super rare yeah. where it's kind of like, it's so rare. You kind of need to make your own comp. Like it's kind of hard to comp it. So I don't know. I could see that stuff like doing really well this season. I think on some of the bigger name players, like that rare stuff, I think that could do well. Um, but yeah, I think basketball though is honestly like a, probably one of the, the best like sports cards markets to be in though, just because I think it's the most popular. It gets the most kind of like bump and juice. I think, I mean, we've seen NFL, like it's, I don't really know that much has happened like with NFL, like people thought it would, but I think basketball, like a lot is still set to come. Um, but I don't know in terms, are we like looking at like specific players that you think, uh, that I think will do well or. You know, I've got like four follow-up questions in my head. (laughs) And one of them is, yeah. What players do you like moving forward? Yeah. So, um, I really think, um, I think like, Obviously, I think there are players that are super safe. Like, I agree. Like, I think, like, LeBron is super safe. I also love LeBron. Um, I don't have too much of his, though, mainly because he's, like, too pricey for me. Um, But I think someone who could do well, who may not be in the spotlight uh, as much or or because he got hurt, but uh, I like Jalen Brown. I I think he's pretty good. I mean, before he got hurt, I mean, he was doing really well. so I like him. And then honestly, I, I feel bad. I'm kind of picking players that were hurt, but I just think because like there's potential for it to go up now, but like Clay Thompson, but I feel like these are kind of a bit obvious. People are like, Oh, they're coming back, but you never know. I think Clay Thompson uh, will probably do well as much as I don't really like the golden state warriors. I did not like, I'm Cavaliers fan. So yeah, I did not like them beating up on LeBron. That is not cool, but <laughs> Um, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. so I think Clay and like Jalen Brown, um, are pretty strong and I'm trying to think through who else within basketball. Um, I'm more so of a football, but obviously I I do follow basketball and technically I guess I'm supposed to follow basketball more now that, uh, we have LaMelo as a somewhat of a Hornet. (laughs) Yeah. So yep. I think Lamelo will do pretty well. I just think his like price range is you have those players who, you know, there's already price baked into them. So it's kind of like, I don't know if he's, I mean, he's actually, I don't think that expensive, but um, I just think there's expectations with him just being more well-known from this draft. 
Oh, for sure. And the hobby goes crazy over whoever the hot rookie is. Exactly. So LaMelo and Anthony Edwards, along with like players, maybe LeBron, LaMelo, Jalen Brown, Clay Thompson. Is there a certain, um, I guess this is a two-part question. You have a certain set that's your favorite brand, like for a reason, or also like, what would you encourage people to go after? You know, if we're not going after base, what's something recent that you like or that you say hey there's probably some more value in that yeah yeah um in terms of like a certain set that I really like um I don't know this is kind of like basic but I I do like prism obviously I I like mosaic but um probably I don't know I like I I am optic too but I would say prism honestly I, I like prism the best I've actually never opened um NBA prism I've opened NFL prism but uh I think the other thing really to kind of go after is I personally was a little bit worried about how much a select NBA was printed and how much mm-hmm. of that I've seen and then um how much select football there was like that was kind of concerning to me so personally I'm probably moving forward only going to stick with product like printed uh like before 2020 uh and stick with that kind of stuff and then within that um probably yeah not really look for base unless it was like obviously like 2012 2013 like the early prism base or like if it's later prism like the silvers um or something numbered that's kind of the stuff that I would, I would look for moving forward just because, yeah, I'm concerned by the print runs going forward. Right. (laughs) That was just a lot. And I didn't like seeing that, like, like the eBay, eBay, like if you look at eBay, the select eBay for football is just like terrible. I'm like, who's going to buy this? Like it's, it's they're awesome looking cards. You know, like I, I see them at the show. I'm like, they're, they're gorgeous. They have so many different uh, parallels and, and colors and their players that I love and their recent photos and everything. But it's like, this isn't worth nearly as much as it was two years ago. Like, uh, right. that, you know, the new release select when that, when it was Luca and Trey yeah. and you know, not as, not as uh high quantity prints. Yeah, definitely. I like, yeah. Which is like sad because yeah, like, I feel like it's kind of damaged even the earlier years select, even though I know select previously, it was just hobby only. And then, been making it retail it just like it, it kind of I think it's going to make the other ones suffer for a little bit at least just because people who might still be getting in may not understand like oh this is everywhere like I'm not going to get yeah. stuck but they may not realize no back then it was not everywhere it was in fact like <laughs> pretty rare or rarer than others and so um yeah that, that's a and like yeah I, I saw it at shows again in uh this past weekend and it was like the blue, I think someone told me like the Lamello, like just like base from Hobby, which I think was the like they made them all blue this year. Yeah, um, someone was selling it for like eight dollars, and I was like, that's, that's the top rookie is worth eight dollars. Like, uh, I don't know right. <laughs> when the prism is probably still 50 or 60. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, and then I like, yeah, just like all the parallels too with it. Like, um, there was that video and then I think it got posted to Instagram later um but it was like baseball collector investor dealer that YouTube uh channel and he mm-hmm. basically named off all the Justin Herbert like parallels and there were like 30 plus oh my and, word yeah it was just like <laughs> you like and he showed pictures of like all the ones he like he could find and it was just like 
he's like blue prism, light blue prism, like dark blue prism, like all these things. Honestly, the biggest card that I have is of my LeBron. I have a LeBron uh, tops pristine rookie. Um, it's a BGS 9.5. Um, I don't think I would ever crack it, but it's kind of sad to see how like how much lower BGS is compared to PSA. Uh, but I have that card in basketball. That's honestly probably the biggest basketball card I have. Um, oh, I also have so also when I first got back in, I found this like Facebook sale and it just had like cards in a box all over the place. Uh-huh. But I could see like the 2000, the 2008, 2008 top set, the one with like the num, like the colorful letters and whatnot. Um, yeah. Yeah. That one, like the LeBron chalk toss that year. And so I could see a card. I couldn't see the LeBron one, but I saw a card that looked like that set and it was for $10. It's like, okay, I'll just buy it and look through it. And then it had the, the O three or okay. it had the O eight uh, chalk toss <laughs> and the, the LeBron guarding Kobe in it. Oh, yeah. So I was super hyped about that. So I sent those off to get graded and they came back nines, which was pretty good for sitting in that box all jumbled up. Uh, Right. I mean, it's one thing to be lucky enough to have those cards in the box, but to have them in decent enough shape that you're sending them to grade. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I was happy about that. And those are also cards I will probably never get rid of because it was also kind of like my first kind of like find like finding them on a Facebook marketplace and then you know just going through that whole process as well so those are two cards that I that I really like as well and I just think those are iconic cards like I would love to get those cards in I mean the parallels of those are so expensive though so uh, yeah but, but they're awesome I have the chalk toss but it's like the 2011 version like they made another oh. I think okay. I've seen that one yeah okay. gotcha well, Sam, it's been awesome having you here with us at Hoops and Cards. We, like I said, 4% of our listeners are women. What would you say to them as like a parting word of encouragement or perspective? Because you, you have seen that there are so many women uh, that, that just love collecting and investing and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would just say like keep going and, and keep going out there um, too. I think, you know, a lot of people too say like kids are a a part of a big part of the hobby. And I think the more kind of women they see out there doing that, the more women that, you know, eventually will grow up and and start, start a collection of their own and and do things like that. So that's kind of what I always like to say is, you know, if that's kind of the one thing is another reason why I wanted to do women of the hobby is I recognize, you know, going to these shows, it's, it's a lot of men. And I would think, you know, if I was a young girl going to the show, let's just say with my dad, I would think, you know, mm-hmm. why are, there's a lot of guys here. Like, are you sure this is for me, dad? Like, I don't know. And so I think if like younger girls are able to see, okay, I see another girl at this last show. I, I saw another girl with her dad and she's taking down notes with her dad and like what to get and things like that. So I just think stuff like that is is awesome. And I think that's, that's kind of the advice I have for women who may currently be in it is, you know, just keep going out to shows and, and meeting others. So that's, that's my, my parting words. <laughs> Proud of it. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was a big thing too, is I never like, I used to never like, 
my parents would would be like, oh, she's getting into cars. I'm like, no, don't tell anyone I'm getting into cars. (laughs) Um, But now, now. Not like drugs or anything. (laughs) I would like, I didn't want anyone to know. But yeah, yeah, now everyone knows, like all my friends know. I post on like my personal Facebook. So everyone knows. And so I'm I'm proud of it now. (laughs) Awesome. Very cool. Well, Samantha, thanks so much for giving us some time today and for what you do with Women of the Hobby. Where can we find you or listen to your podcast? Yeah, so podcasts are are all over on Spotify, Apple, um, I think even like Google as well. But uh, so that's where the podcasts are. And then there's there's the YouTube channel, uh, Women of the Hobby. And then I mainly do a lot of operations on Instagram as well. So at Women of the Hobby. Uh, So yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Sam. Great to meet you. Appreciate all you do. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. Hey, everybody. That was a blast having uh, Samantha with us from WATH, Women of the Hobby. Please check out their podcast and their Instagram. It's good stuff. Good stuff. And, you know, play that episode to your wife your mom, your daughters, your friends, so that they know, hey, this is, uh, this is not just guy thing, and don't, don't act like it is. Uh, it's, it's great to see more and more people from all over the world, and women and men, people of all ages, have a story about getting back in or getting in for the first time into this incredible hobby, collecting and investing. And guys, by the way, quick update for you. Uh, it is Friday and maybe you're going to a show. Maybe you're going to the, uh, the LCS card store, local card store. And you might do like I did. You found dollar boxes. I just (laughs) did not plan on this, but I went through a couple, a couple, a decent number of dollar boxes and basketball card boxes. And this was a, a store that keeps pretty good. I'll say more about this later in the week, but this, this store keeps it pretty current, you know? And it's about time I do another Dollar Box Dives episode. But until then, because we've got just a few days for the NBA season to start, and you might be going to a show tomorrow or tonight or Sunday or not at all. Maybe you're just going to watch college football. Good for you. Whatever. If you do that, grill some brats because Johnsonville brats, baby. Mm-mm-mm. Shoot, now I got to get something to eat again. Hey, my point is, if you're diving in those dollar boxes, this is the last weekend to do it before the season starts. And maybe if you're putting out a dollar box and you don't want you don't want to have somebody else pull out the guy that everybody's talking about in two weeks, let me do it this way. If you own a dollar box, 50-cent box or $2 box, $3 bucks. Here's who does not belong in that box anymore, ever, 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 ever. Okay? Miles Bridges. Get him out of there. Get Kevin Porter Jr.'s out of there. Take him. Go. Take him away. Now, probably most Jordan Poole cards should be gone, and every Darius Garland card should be out of there. Jaron Jackson Jr. I'm talking rookies, okay? If you if your dollar box has like third year hoops winter Miles Bridges card, please don't make someone pay you a dollar for that 10 cent card. I'm talking about rookie cards of these players. It's debatable whether, you know, 
Nikhil Alexander Walker is in there. But some people like to stock their dollar boxes with awesome cards so that people like, you know, gullible people like me will keep digging in the hopes that I might find just a few more Malik Monks. So if you're that way and you want to find deals, happy dollar box diving weekend. You know, one of the one of the cards that I, I keep seeing more, more and more of is the, uh, the mosaic pink, the mosaic green, the mosaic orange. These are, these are good, uh, what do you call it? Parallels, variations. I almost called it the Delta variant. Don't do that. It's, it's the mosaic variations. You can pull out rookies of those. And there's some other rookies that, yeah, I mean, Taylor Horton Tucker, yeah, I, I would buy him in the dollar box. There's some players down the line, I wonder, man, in two years, will I wish that I had bought all of the Goga that I had seen or all the Cam Reddishes, Radishes. Is it reddish? It is reddish. It's not radish. Although radishes are reddish. Gosh, it is time to wrap this episode up. Hope you guys have an awesome weekend. Follow us on Instagram at Hoops and Cards. Any questions, feedback, love to hear from you uh, there as a direct message or, you know, hoopsandcards at gmail.com. Until next time, which is going to be sooner than you think. Get together, have a few laughs.